0: It is Christine Conte. And I'm
1: Brian Prendergast. And we
0: are Two Fit Crazy. And a microphone. We are where it's at.
1: Pow.
0: And you know where it's at? Where on is it February at? February 25th, 2019, Two Fit Crazies and a Microphone podcast
1: went on the road. That's right. We took the show on the road.
0: We did. And it was pretty amazing because we were blessed to be able to be present and be the official podcast, I believe, mm-hmm. of the 100th anniversary of the New Jersey AFERD, which is the Physical Education Teachers Convention.
1: Yeah, PE and Health uh, Education Teachers. Uh, Big event. Big event. Ocean Place uh, uh, Resort Spa in uh, Long Branch, New Jersey. Um, You know, they had both floors rented out. It was a pretty big event. Uh, And we were there set up with our uh, podcasting equipment and we were able to uh to speak to just you know anybody that was there there was uh, obviously there was PE teachers uh you know getting some uh um uh, some some development uh, some personal development uh programs in and, and and just taking some classes and learning what's out there in in the field uh and it was just you know really cool so we did speak to some teachers uh, what we're going to do is we broke it up we've uh, we we have um two episodes coming to you this being one uh, where we um, are spoke you know we spoke to both educators and then some of the presenters that were there as well, mm-hmm. along with the vendors that were there, so people there selling their products selling their programs um, and along with the presenters that were there, you know some of the presenters were educators or retired educators that are there now working for companies that um you know provide services for physical education in schools, uh, health education in schools, really just enthusiastic bunch.
0: And the whole purpose of this is that when we created this podcast, we created this to give people a voice. And obviously we are catering to a lot of people in the fitness and wellness and health nutrition industries, but it's really about you. It is about the person wondering, what can I do? How can I help just live a more quality life? And it really starts with our children and we need to educate them so um, for those of you who don't know what a physical education convention is, um, they call them shape America around the country. There's a national convention once a year. And obviously there's, each state has multiple physical education conventions. And again, it, it deals with not just phys ed, but also with health. Um, and what you're going to hear about right now is really, we're bringing a voice to teachers and teachers sometimes feel that they are not heard. So it was our job. We felt it was our almost duty Um, we were invited by Mr. John Russo, who directs the entire New Jersey AFERD convention. We also, um, have, you know, have had some experience with, uh, Ms. Judy Lobianco, who's been on the podcast, who is the president, current president of Shape America, which is the entire country. And we went and we asked teachers the questions, what's working, what's not working, and most importantly, what's the solution? Because we constantly hear, you know, we need this, we need change, we need... Well, guess what, educators? How are we going to affect change in this world? And as you listen to this, I think this really is quite the, um, quite the reflective teaching tool. I'm going to say that as a former educator. As you sit back, listen to what they have to say. Does this apply to you? Um, you know, Do you see things that you're doing that may be a solution or maybe a problem? Um, so I really hope you can use this as a great learning tool. So for all, all you educators out there listening, whether you're in New Jersey or you're across the world, um, we hope you enjoy this episode and, and enjoy hearing from these teachers who are in those trenches and caring about those kids every day.
1: Awesome. So here we go. This is episode 90 of ours. Uh, this will be part one of our experience and our recordings that we, uh, that we did on February 25th uh, at Ocean Place Resort, uh, New Jersey Aford. Uh, 100th Anniversary Convention. Uh, Take it away.
0: Is Christine Conti And I'm Brian Prendergast. And We're, we are two fit crazes. And a microphone. We are where it's at. And we are at the 100th anniversary of the New Jersey A third in Long Branch. <laughs> and we are super blessed to be interviewing our teachers, getting the state of the state. So who are we here with right now? What is your name?
2: Carlos Rego.
0: Carlos, where are you from, Carlos? From Elizabeth. Elizabeth, and, and what are you teaching?
2: I'm teaching physical education and health and wellness in the school district of Elizabeth. So How long you been doing this, Carlos? All right, you ready for this number? I'm ready. 23 years. Unbelievable. Still alive, Carlos. Still alive. And
0: I assume that's high school level.
2: No, K to eight. K to eight. Wouldn't deal with the big kids. I like okay. the little kids. little kids. I was are, always the big kids. I can go home with a smile every day with the little ones. <laughs> Remember that. That's the difference.
0: So, Carlos, we got a couple. Questions for you to kind of state of the state. What do you think is working right now in in your with your kids and your schools? What's working? You
2: know what? We're we're trying to change lives. That's what we're doing. Trying to give them a routine, something that's positive in reference to uh, physical fitness. Trying to put a dent in obesity with our children out there. And uh, trying to make a difference, make them understand. And you know what's nice about doing it for such a long time? What's really cool about it is that, as a matter of fact, I was just in the class in here mm-hmm. at this 100th year anniversary of New Jersey Aford, and one of the students that's in there was my ex student. Oh, So cool. she she comes up to me, Mister Rago. How are you? And I was like, Oh, great! Wow, you took the Fizet. You made a difference. And that's what that's we do. Awesome. And that's what we do. So That's, awesome. that's, that's, that's amazing. My, that's my two cents there. So what do
0: you think is not working with that said,
2: <laughs> You know well, what? What's not working for you? Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you yeah. what's not working. Not working for let's me. Let's get into this. <laughs> Everything works for me. Yeah. Now, let's get that straight. <laughs> yeah. No, but no. What's not working, I'll tell you what's not working. It's the kids. Once we try to get a point across to them and they try to pass it on to their parents and okay. stuff the parents because they're such in a busy schedule they really don't get to uh you know pass it on to their kids or help each other get to the point that they really need to get to so that's that's my my viewpoint and what i see out here is that the uh the kids we teach them we teach them what we teach them in school and then once they get home you know we we would really like to have more parent participation in it. You so know.
0: what's the solution? How do we, how well, do we change this? Well, there's a
2: few things we try to do. What we try to do is this, is uh, we try to create some uh, after-school programs where uh, after the parents come home from work, like, I'll teach a Zumba or a certain dance after school where the parents will come out and do it with the kids and stuff. So we try to get that whole family unity thing involved. And once that comes into play, hopefully, you know, the parents can get it, you know what I mean? Because, you know, like anything else, when you get older, things start to fail internally, mm-hmm. not just externally, internally. And I'm one to, as an example, you know, I've seen it work. So. And, th-
1: and and don't give up on that because the kids can shape that household. They can do it. Yes. <laughs> You know, there's no doubt about right. it. Um, you know, I just see the things that my kids bring home with me, and I'm in the you know, we're in the fitness industry, and, and it's like, all right, we're on to
2: something here, and my kids are telling me stuff and spouting it out. And that's so important because I'll tell you what, that's a good point you bring up because now, like, I go to a health club in L.A. Fitness, and I'll train, and I and I teach some courses there. i teach a spin or something. And, and now, like, there's different health clubs that start to involve kids in Fitness at the health clubs, like oh, yeah. at the school. Mm-hmm. If our school doesn't offer something. Maybe there's something at the health club in which the family can go and get involved in, and get involved with the kids and so forth. So. Three days a week,
1: I teach a, a kids. Uh, it's a um, ten through fourteen year old c- kids class. Yes. And once a week, the parents are allowed to be there and just to participate. Right. And those are the best classes because the parents will fall on their faces and the kids laugh
2: at them and they have the best mm-hmm. time but the parents are moving and that's important see what you just said. you go home with a smile the little ones give you the smile oh yeah the big ones oh <laughs> hold on you to know, try to implement the discipline again mm-hmm. and again back to the parents and the things you know, the kids. any
0: words of wisdom you've been in the in the uh, in education for quite a while what what, could, what words of wisdom do you have for people right now
2: create a routine that works for you you know what i mean both as an individual and the family you know uh get involved in, in in fun activity uh something that you like and you know that sh- you'd want to do for a majority of your lifetime you know awesome so well thank you cool. so much carlos, wow. it's been carlos. Awesome. Oh, keep it that's moving easy, man. man yeah wow. good stuff thank hey you now. so much for having me <laughs> thank <laughs> you uh, great job thanks Yep.
0: Welcome. It's the 100th anniversary of the New Jersey AFERD, and we are here with... Brad Comer. Brad, Brad Comer. Brad, um, tell us, Brad, you are studying to be a PE teacher right now. What, um, what year are you?
3: I'm currently a super senior at Monmouth University. I'm currently in the first half of my student teaching at the Ocean Township Intermediate School, which is where I went to the Ocean Intermediate School class of 2009. And then... I got inspired to become a health PE teacher when I came to this N- N- Ford convention in 2013 with my high school PE teachers coach Ken Hoff Mr. Jeff Suarez with Double Dutch for Life. We will be coming live tomorrow at 10.30, so if you're here, please check us out. And then right after that presentation during my senior year of high school, I saw what fun this convention is, and I really seemed to enjoy the passion for physical education and health teaching. And then ever since, I locked it in as a career plan, and I've enjoyed every second of it ever since. And since I've been enrolled in NJAford, this organization has been a game changer for me because I've learned a bunch of things I would have never got to learn in traditional college, such as getting the students moving right away, how to properly handle classroom management, as well as a lot of our games and activities that we have lined up. So I look forward to seeing what we get. In the NJHPRD 100th year anniversary.
1: Yeah. You're the best. Dude, Christine, we just, found, we just found our third co-host. Seriously. <laughs> this is amazing.
3: Oh, my gosh. And Brad,
1: you're studying at Monmouth University? Yes, I am. I heard you've got a pretty successful and important uh, advisor here. at. at yes, we uh, got
3: a- Dr. Stacey Drewson as my my academic advisor, and she was also my teacher for our physical activity after school program this past fall.
1: Awesome. And who else are you working with over there at Mama? We University? also have Dr.
3: Jeremy Lachman. Even though he's never my actual teacher, I've seen a lot of him, like, in the hallway at activities and things. And I also want to send shout-out to Dr. Lachman for nominating me as the Outstanding Health and PE Teacher Education Student of the Year, as we will be doing the awards in April for that. So cheers to Dr. Lachman and Dr. Drusen and Coach Kenoff and Mr. Jeff Sears and the entire rest of my k to 12 and College Health and PE Educators.
0: You're going to be the best (laughs) PE educator, I think, hands down. And um, also, you said you had worked with um, Judy Lobianco, who's also a a friend of the podcast, who has been on here before. So we are very happy to have you and get your ideas. And um, I hope you have a wonderful conference.
3: Thank Thank you. you. It should be fun.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Brad. Be good. You're welcome. We're back, and we are with Arvin Arona from Milburn High School. Arvin, how are you today? I'm doing
4: well. How are you guys doing today?
1: Fantastic. Awesome.
4: What do you teach? Uh, teach dance. You teach dance? What level? Uh, high school. High
0: school. Okay, wait. So what type of dance do you teach? Uh,
4: all styles. Uh, hip-hop, musical theater, jazz, Latin jazz, jazz dance, um, African, capoeira, all the Latin all in dances. School? All in school? Yes. It's. I, made, I wrote up a curriculum for all that
0: how awesome is that and you have courses now that you
4: teach at your school yes and also teach kids to be choreographers also
0: That's fantastic. That's awesome.
1: How long, and now this is bringing up questions, how long did it take you from, you know, implication to, uh, uh, you know, curriculum writing and and everything to getting it into the schools, passing, you know, whatever tests you had to do to get the, whatever.
4: So what we did was start off at a dance club and then the kids wanted a class so we became a fine arts class. Then the phys ed uh, supervisor at one point said, oh, this is such a great class. Let's add it to our curriculum because we had such a growing number coming up. Cool. Um, And that's how everything got implemented. Within two years, I was part of the phys ed department. Oh, that's, that's awesome! amazing. Where I was teaching special ed first, and then I moved into um, to dance education. Guys, you should see the smile <laughs> on Arvin's <laughs> face as he explains this. Seriously. It's fantastic.
0: I love this. And now you went and you and you wrote the curriculum just with state national standards, and then correct, and, and then they and adopted it because yes. it.
4: <gasps> and I'm, I've been chosen by the state uh, department of ed to help write their to help redo Re-van? some of their yeah. So it's it's an honor because I'm one of three teachers they've asked. So oh, that's amazing.
1: good for you. Good for you. And, um, that's awesome. It's
4: just and I also teach at Rutgers. Also, I teach that one course that I'm going to do here at a- Aford, like in an hour versus a big course. So Tell us what you're doing here. I'm teaching hip hop ABCs um, to teach how uh, to teach basic hip hop, like urban dances, basically like crumping, voguing, uh, locking, tutting, and then I'm going to be doing a second session which is called teaching dance concepts to special needs students. Uh, which I teach at Rutgers, like I just mentioned earlier.
0: Brian, we really need to duck into this session. Do you understand? I I, 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 did I didn't even know what all those words were. Now, I have, My wife is a is a first
1: grade teacher. She's an educator, and she's been teaching for uh, well uh, t- over twenty years. And but she is a dance fitness enthusiast. I mean, through and through. Excellent. Is this something that is uh, really scalable for you know is that that she could? Uh, all right, let me say this uh, correctly. Potentially get herself out of the classroom after all those years and uh, maybe teach some dance?
4: Yeah, that's possible. It's just like it's still a baby. Dance education still a baby here in New Jersey. But in New York City, cause that's where I model a lot of our curriculum from because they have a thing called Blueprint in New York City. So that's why it's helped me scale my curriculum in my thing. You know, sticking with the Danielson and all the other stuff mm-hmm. that, that, that the district requires you to do for a curriculum.
0: Beautiful. So.
1: Very exciting.
4: And my, my students have performed in Hawaii and at bowl games and everything. So they're performing here tomorrow night, actually. Oh, that's awesome. Because um, we're, we're actually hosting a dance gala here. And being the VP of dance, it's great that we're having one here at the 100 convention.
0: I'm so pumped. So with that said, a couple questions for you. Um, what do you think is working for you in the schools right now? Because that sounds like you've already answered a lot of this. But what's working? What do you think is working? You
4: know what it is? Uh, get to know your students when they mm-hmm. come in get to know them you got to be a little bit it's a different type of population of students now when i started teaching and you got to just adapt how so the way you adapt is just basically if you see you see certain students like i'll give an example if i have a shy student i always just say hi to them i don't bother them i Mm -hmm. say hi to them um and you just got to be enthusiastic that's what's been working for me you got you're you're always an actor as an educator always Uh, always it doesn't matter what you're doing even if you're a fitness instructor, it doesn't matter what you're doing for a population. Always, you're always on stage and stuff. And being a former actor myself back in the day, um, it's, that actually still helped me out as an educator. So being enthusiastic, um, sometimes you gotta do, you got to uh, – the other thing that's working for me too is what they call strong classroom management. And if you have that, and, I, and when I've had student teachers already, um, that's what's going to help you get through your day. You know. So,
0: what do you what do you see not working either for you or for other people right now?
4: Um, support. Yeah. Lack of support, and I don't want to say it's not just administration. It's just um, in my scenario because I'm in a school where it's all its focus is academia. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I feel like I'm the bottom of the barrel, of even below below like like I'm not seen as a real subject in the school, right. even among my colleagues. Believe it or not.
3: Interesting. Yeah. that is what, interesting.
4: That's what. Um, that's the feel I get. Cause some people come up to me and make comments like, Oh, it's dance. not hard to teach. So yeah, like you teach math. I like, I can do that. Cause I did <laughs> teach. I taught Brit Lynn one year. So
0: <laughs> I'm going to tell you as I, I'm going to say thank you right now, because without movement and without knowing your body and whatnot, if you're not in a, if you're not in any sort of shape or you're hungry or you don't know, you know, you're not taking care of yourself. You're not going to be able to do math. Correct. How about that? That is true. So that was, it's a big thing. So I, We thank you on behalf of the two Fit Crazies. We're
1: here and we know that it's the most important, you know, the the phys ed and the health health education is the most important thing that they're going to learn in that school. Mm -hmm. If they they can learn it.
0: And if if they they love it, it, they'll take it with them. And if they're loving it and they're
1: dancing it, then they're dancing, then
0: even better. Last thing. Yes. Any words of wisdom for people either starting out or other teachers out there right now?
4: Um, Learn to adapt. Yeah. That's the biggest thing nowadays because we don't know what students are going to be in 10 years or even in five years. It's, adapt, it's learning to be adapting. Actually, that's where my special ed background as a teacher helped me stay in dance education. There were times where I'm like, oh, why am I doing this? I should have just went back to special ed. But the, the best thing is adapt and have good classroom management skills. And that sets up your success.
1: Well said. Love it. All right. Arvin, thank you so much and best of luck to you. All right. Thank you guys for Excellent. having
4: me.
0: Let's welcome Pete to the podcast. Pete, what's your name?
5: My name. name my name is Pete Dirk-Hole. And I am a uh, phys ed and health teacher at the Winston School in Short Hills.
0: Awesome. What uh, what grades do you
5: do you teach, or who teach, do you work with? Um, it's an independent public school, uh, private school, excuse me, and it's second grade to eighth grade. Awesome. Yeah.
0: All right. So we got a couple of questions for sure. you. Sure. This could be personal, school, whatever. What's working? What do you see working right now?
5: Uh, you know, the, the participation level in my school, yeah. um, you know, my school is a language-based learning disabil- disabled school, okay. so it's dyslexia, dyscalculia, things like that, and they have a lot of anxiety and, you know, ADD, ADHD, and I do, my part is to get them as included as I can, and that means acting silly, acting <laughs> funny, doing crazy silly things just to make them want to be involved. And it's not really I always emphasize to the kids and the parents that what? it's not about how far you can throw the football or how far you can kick the soccer ball. It's that you try. Just try. That's all I want you to do is try. And I think emphasizing that makes them feel a lot more welcomed in my class because they have come from other schools that might not be emphasizing that and they're getting their curriculum based grades on, you know, how hard they can far they can hit a baseball or how far they can, you know, hit a tennis ball or whatever anything like that. So I'm very enthusiastic and I'm very you know, I'm crazy. I'm just silly, funny. <laughs> I shout loud. I get in their face, and I get them all smiling and giggling, and it makes them feel welcome in my class. So that's really what's working for me right now.
1: Awesome. And we all know how much movement and, and, and physical activity helps us with mm-hmm. emotion. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. And is that, you know, really well, a specialty we have, part? Well, we have a
5: recess, which is odd because recess is kind of in the middle school, too. We have a recess. They each get 20 minutes each school. And, you know, a lot of the teachers are saying, oh, you need to, you know, uh, structure it. I said, well, recess isn't supposed to be structured. They need to go out and run for 20 minutes and let all the steam out. Mm-hmm. Go do it. I don't care. Go run. Go run. Go go hula hoop. It doesn't matter what you do. You know, just go run. Right. Let it all out. And then you go back in, inside and you have the rest of your day to, to, you know, do your math and language arts and science and all that other fun stuff. Just but figure it out. Just run. Just go run. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just go run.
0: In circles, I don't I care. whatever. Just go
5: run. Just walk. That walk around the me. field. I don't care what you do. Walk around. I give them... Um, I have, uh, like, Fitbits for the kids, Mm -hmm. so they put them on when they get outside, and then they give them to me when they're done, and they say how many steps they did and how many, you know, what their heart rate was when they started and then what their heart rate was when they... Just so they can get an idea. Like, I didn't even do that much, but I took, you know... 1,500 steps. By the way, you know?
0: adults need that too. I know. Yes. <laughs> so and I, I that's
5: have, great advice. I'm I I play football with the middle school kids. I'm the quarterback. I run all these plays with them, and I'm like audible. Like it's crazy how involved these kids get. I have one of the kids that wants to be the ref. He throws flags. Like
1: how many kids are in the school?
5: It's actually a small. It's probably 110 kids in the whole school. Okay. Um, and
1: are they still broken down by grade? And they yes, uh, they yeah. are.
5: But it's it's funny because. Every grade level has so many different learning levels in that grade. Like you can have a 6th grader that reads at a 4th grade level mm-hmm. and is at a 3rd grade level in math, and you can have a 6th grade level that's at 6th grade level. So mm-hmm. it's, we have a lot of small group instruction. That's what we focus on, maybe four or five kids per um, class, depending on what level they're on.
0: So with this said, what do you see not working? Is there anything that
5: is really... At my school particularly? Maybe or your school or, or a bigger or even picture. Or and yeah. physical education.
0: What do you see not working?
5: The kids and they're wanting to be physically fit, or not even physically fit, just physically active. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember when I was in school, I'd go play basketball at the park for two hours after, after before even going home. Right. You know, or I'd get my bike and I'd go play bounce ball or stick ball or something. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's the cell phones, it's the gaming devices. I mean, listen, I'm 31 years old and I have a PS4. I'm going to admit that. <laughs> but when my daughter goes to bed at eight o'clock at night, and my wife's going to go to bed early. I'm going to play a little video games, and that's totally fine. But It's nice. Enjoy the, like, you know, I had four parks. There was a hot dog truck by one of the parks. We'd go, we would hop from park to park. We'd get hot dogs for lunch and we'd go to the other park. Like, it was fun being outside. Yeah. I don't think kids appreciate how fun it is to be outside.
0: What's the solution?
5: Parenting.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
5: I mean, show your kid how much fun it is to be outside.
1: Or uh, Yeah. Or create some guidelines so that they they have something else to do. We're going to
5: go play. Even if it's going to the park and swinging for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. to a half hour, playing is a lost art. It's it's and that's that's why you know, like I said for the recess before, um, you know, use your imagination. I don't want to not let you use your imagination. As long as you're doing something that is appropriately safe for school, use your imagination. No, you can't hit kids with sticks, but, (laughs) but you have to use your imagination. It's healthy. Use it. Use your imagination. It's so important to be use. Let your kids and everybody. Use your imagination. And I can't wait till my. she's only seven months old, my daughter. So when she gets older, yes, use your imagination. I don't care what it just. Make Brian sure and you I, we
0: both it. have kids, and they each hit each other with sticks. Well, there, so, you go. there you go.
1: I have three boys. But
0: they're very imaginative.
1: Three boys ages 10, <laughs> 6, and 5. Okay. And, and I tell them, figure it out. Go outside. Figure it out. Just That's go figure thing. it out.
5: They don't let kids figure it out anymore. They don't let them figure it out. Yeah. It's all, you have to go see this teacher, and they're going to tell you how to handle why the structure
1: of their lives mm-hmm. for, is let by them the it minute. Out.
5: They're seventh graders. They can figure it out on their own. Or let them try at least. Then if they can't, then you can help them. You know? I love it. That's love really it. great advice.
1: Words of wisdom right there. Yeah. I, have,
5: I have a couple actually. Go ahead. Um, Go ahead. My first one is work will win when wishing won't. Um, <laughs> and that's just about how, much, how hard you have to work at things to get them mm-hmm. aside from just wishing on them. And the second one is, just as iron sharpens iron, one person must sharpen another. And that is, you know, you can learn from everybody, you know. It doesn't have to be somebody that's specifically an expert in their field. It could be a parent, an aunt, an uncle, but you can learn from everybody every day. And those are actually two quotes that I wrestled in high school, and they were on the wall of our wrestling room. So that's why.
0: Singed into your brain.
1: They are.
5: They really are. They are.
1: There you go. Lifelong lessons in sports. That's it. Love it. Thank, you so, Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You got
0: Thanks. It. Welcome, Lou, to the podcast. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Give us your full name, your school, and uh, what do you teach?
6: Well, my name is uh, Lou Colomatis. I am a phys ed teacher at Perth Amboy Catholic School. Uh, grades pre-K three to eighth. So oh. I, I see a oh, lot. damn it. Yeah, I definitely see a lot. Um, i married, been married for... Th- this is year three. Uh, I have a 14-month-old at home and I uh, love him every day. And, um, yeah, that's pretty much me.
1: Tons of fun. How long have you been uh, teaching?
6: I've been teaching. This is my sixth year okay. uh, here. I did one year of high school. Then I got um, Then I got here to Perth and Boy Catholic. It's his year six for me. Okay. Yeah.
0: Good. So tell us. What do you see is working in the you know PE realm
6: right now for you or in general? What's working? I think what, for me, what's working, I feel that you need to, um, within your structure, you need to be you and be yourself and show the kids that you're human, and it's oh, like, I feel like like when mm-hmm. I was growing up, there was select teachers who they were the teacher and you listen to me because I'm I'm the teacher but really how are they so different from me they're mm-hmm. not you know they need to know that we we're, we're people too and it's okay to be compassionate it's okay to you know uh, just relate to them and really I I find that so like when you ask me like what, what's working it's just really letting them know that you're human you know but still have that line of teacher of authority and I feel that it's 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 a fine line you have to walk but they do need need to know that, and you want to make them comfortable. You want them to have fun. You want them to – and I feel like that's – again, within structure, it creates a strong base.
1: That was always my favorite teacher growing up is the one that I could relate to and the one that I could talk to, the one that was just right. – not, you know, the 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 ruler of the free world that right. was, you know, the guy with the grades and was going to come right. down with an iron fist right. at any moment. You know, like we're all there all day, everybody together.
6: Right. So why not have fun with it? Right. That's my thing. Like when they argue, I say, well, you know, you're going to go through life and you're not going to always, you know. Like everyone you come across, but you need to get along. You need to theorize ways of how to do this. Just because you're in a, a group, if a teacher puts you in a, a group mm-hmm. that you don't necessarily, if you don't click with that person, guess what? You still want an A, right? So you, you have to learn how to work through it. You know, you have to. It's just so important. Communication skills and all that stuff. Like, it, you just, you ne- it's, it's so important in my opinion.
0: So what do you think is not working?
6: What I think isn't working... I don't want to say too much integration of technology, but I feel that you need to, um, like, it, it. Technology has its place, but you need to know um, how to use your imagination and solve. Like, I again, I teach pre K three to eighth grade. I get into sports. I do my basketball. I do my volleyball, but I also do a lot of things that uh, that incorporate solving problems. You know, thinking. Not being able to go on to Google and say, oh, I need to do this. Or how do you do that? Well, no, like you need to figure it out. You know, like you have these tools. You need to use your head and, you know, come together, talk to someone. Don't yell at them, but talk to them, you know, and figure out a way.
1: And and generating healthy life skills.
6: Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes.
1: What's your favorite type of uh, lesson to teach or the favorite part of the year that you just look forward favorite to? Favorite part of the
6: year, in my opinion, is this February. I love volleyball. Okay. February is volleyball month for me.
1: And my homegirl over uh, here yeah. is a division I one lo- fo- oh, volleyball. Oh man, player. I love it.
6: I love volleyball. I do. I never I mean in high school I didn't, they didn't have a male team, but I love it. I do I love every aspect of it. I do. It's I fantastic. love teaching it, yeah. When I was do you college. like
0: volleyball, Christine? I do. I do have a special place. It has provided me a lot of opportunities to, that's awesome. to travel oh, that, the world really and meet people. Cool. Grown up, yeah. you know, and, you know, kind of that's retired. Awesome. But um, so, real fast, a couple things with, um, with with what you said with technology and getting Man. people think what's and I ask this all the time. I ask the tough questions. What's the solution to this?
6: Uh, I think having consistency and limitations, I think they have to work hand in hand. There is a time to be on your phone. There is a time for technology, but there is also a time to be outside. There is a time to, because like when I grew up, that's what we did. Like if I wanted to know if someone was home, I need to get up, go to my neighbor's house, knock on the door, hey, so-and-so home, or call, you know, their house. uh, So-and-so residence, you know, oh, can I speak to James? Oh, hang on, one second. Those are communication skills that, because of texting, you don't really get that interaction anymore, and I feel like it really, really limits that. So my solution would be to do those things. You know what I mean? Call someone. Don't text them if, if it's you know if, if it's applicable to do that. Hand, that handwritten thank yous. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Does, yeah the whole thing.
0: does that come from the parents, though? That's We've been hearing this as kind of a oh, little I, bit of a trend.
6: I do. Yeah, I think so. So are, you know. are we
0: dropping the ball as parents? This is getting This is. This is getting deep. I Again. Yeah,
6: it's, it's you know I, I feel I feel like like my son I said he's 14 months old, um, he knows the phone immediately like he he knows the phone, and I feel when you when you get older um, when he gets older he's not going to look at that as technology he's going to look at that as a way of life. You know, because it's what it's what he He's was brought up with. like TV. I grew up it. with TV. I don't view that as technology. I view that as, hey, that's how I grew up. My kids
0: swipe the TV. Yeah, wait oh, till wait till your kids start swiping the yeah, TV. Yeah, yeah,
6: that's wild. <laughs> yeah. But it's important though. It's important to get outside. It's important to know your imagination. That you have an imagination and you you know you, to just use your mind to solve. Like I tell the kids all the time, if they don't, um, if they can't solve something, they get like they get really upset and they go the other way. I said, no, 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 no. I said, there's no reason. I said, being frustrated is okay. But I said, it's how you use your energy. Like, where are you going to challenge it? Uh, where are you going to channel it? Are you, are you going to get upset? Or are you going to do something about it? You know? And, and that's really it. I really feel that. Um, yeah, that's really it.
0: Any words of wisdom?
6: Leave us with something. Okay.
0: Give us a pearl, Lou.
1: I may.
6: I. I want to say this is original. I said this to someone once, and they told me, oh, I've heard that before, and it really broke my heart. Uh-huh. But mine would be hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard.
0: That's right. Beautiful. Beautiful. Lou, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a
6: pleasure with you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you. Keep doing right. well, Lou. I will. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it.
0: We are back at the 100th anniversary of the New Jersey AFERD with Danielle. Danielle, tell us your name.
7: My name is Danielle Kushner. Hello.
0: And where are you hailing from, Danielle?
7: Um, I work at Linden High School. I live in Fairlawn, New Jersey right now. And
0: what yeah. grades do you teach? I you-
7: teach high school. <gasps> high school. Oh, all right. well, My own hearts. Yes.
0: I love it. So... Now, you are here not just as an educator, but as a presenter. So what are you presenting today? I am
7: presenting a dance fitness mashup. Um, I'm a big proponent of dance in physical education and trying to show what I do in my school. We have a fitness program that I started a few years ago, and we promote dance and kind of jive it with phys ed. So,
1: Beautiful. Yeah. Is this mixed in through with in the classroom, or is it uh, 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 yeah, 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 well, extra activity?
7: We've changed it up throughout the years. We used to have it as an elective program. Now we have it on a rotation basis, so the kids go into the fitness studio um, once a week. And we do different things like yoga, Zumba, Pilates, kickboxing, etc.
1: <laughs> All right. As the man with the garbage can rolls by.
0: <laughs> we just keep it real Danielle. There you go. So real fast, a <laughs> yes. couple things. Number one, what do you see working in your schools or, or with you or P.E.? What, what's really working? I think you
7: have to keep it fresh and you have to relate to the kids, especially at the high school level. So if they know that you are you know, looking for new things that they're interested in, they will kind of work with you and they're interested. So I guess keeping their interest is the most important thing.
0: Okay. And what do you see is, is not working hmm. out there?
7: Our kids don't want to change. They just do not want to change. Yeah. So that's our issue. Yeah.
0: Just getting in there. Just and getting really... in
7: there and starting. Once they're in there, they're good to go. But before, they're kind of a little bit lazy.
0: And how are you? And how are you solving this problem? Like, what's the solution? We're just
7: trying to get new things that they'd be interested in. Different events. Different. You know, for, for me with dance, you know, doing things that I know they like, using music they like. Um, technology is a big thing. Using social media. Using, you know, having them use their phones for different activities they like. Those
1: and, right. and and getting them moving in a way where they we're kind of tricking them, um, you know they they're not really sure that they're exercising.
7: Correct.
1: Right.
0: We're we're, yes. we're you know kind of doing it in a roundabout
1: Tricky way. way. Exactly. That's right. It
7: works. It's been working. So. Beautiful. So,
0: I know you have to get presenting, yeah. but any words of wisdom that you want to give to any teachers, um, you know, to help them or what um, you've learned.
7: Yeah, keep coming to these events. This is where it's at. You know, you become more positive. You meet more people. Um, you network. So I think by keeping yourself fresh and coming up with new ideas and going to different uh, events like this, we could all you know help motivate our students and ourselves. So
0: awesome, Danielle. Awesome. It's been a pleasure.
7: Thank pleasure. You. Best of you luck do. to you, and
1: go on and get your present all on. All right, time to dance. Yes. <laughs>
0: We're back at the 100th anniversary of the New Jersey Aford, and uh, who are we with today?
8: Uh, my name's Evan.
0: Evan, what's your last name?
5: Jeez, oh, we're going there. I
0: huh? know. Okay,
8: Brosniak.
0: Evan, where are you teaching, and how long?
8: Um, I uh, teach at Southern Regional High School. I've been there. This is my 10th year, and uh, but I have been teaching at uh, another school uh, at Bound for for additional 10 years. Okay. Yep,
0: that'd be twenty total. Then. 20 total. Okay, yep. I can add. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> and now,
8: what what grades do you mainly teach? I primarily do high school, okay. um, usually in the upper level, eleventh okay. grade, twelfth grade. Mm-hmm. Nice, yeah. very
0: nice. So, yep. talk to us. What's what's working out there? What what do you see working with your kids? PE, whether you or in general.
8: I think the biggest thing, uh, what works, is relationships. Yeah. Um, You know, if you can kind of relate with them some way, somehow, you can get a lot more out of them um, as opposed to just, I don't know, doing just exactly what core curriculum is and stuff like that. Um, you got to make it interesting. If they're not interested, why would they want to be there or be involved or engaged in your class?
1: Absolutely. And, And you're not the first person to sit here and tell us that today. Right. It's it's the relationships. It's that human aspect to teaching that, yep. that is lost on, you know, the by the book, by the, you know, by the lesson plan educator, yep. Yep. which is, you know, appreciated. I
8: mean, I think the kid is not stupid. Uh, they know what the realities are. I know that, you know, you have to have some ramifications or whatever like that, that goes on with, you know, what the curriculum and all, what the school wants you to do. And, You gotta tread that water a little bit. But there's still
1: a job to be done. There's
8: a job to be done, but I also don't think that there are kids out there that you know, they're not stupid. Okay. They get it and whether they care or not about your subject, you just gotta make it important to them and and stress it to them.
0: So with that said, what's not working in your eyes?
8: (laughs) Um It depends on what situation and what you're asking
0: to you what do you feel you know when I ask that question it, it's different to everybody well, what, what could be done to that you feel
1: like there's something that is not being done that could possibly be done
8: I mean, I come from a, a district that it's uh, you know administration and stuff like that. They're really supportive of us, you know. Um, That's I, great. Won't, I won't be b- behind the bush. I've, I've been at ones that weren't, um, and it can be stressful because I think that you know kids are on the same page with you, and but the, you know they're not. Um, I. I mean, I'm, there's too many things to be specific about. But, you know, if you have administration that backs you up on what you're doing and how you're going about things, I think things make, you know, makes it a lot easier. You know, the demands of the class and everything like that. So,
0: How do we solve that? Like, what's the solution? Is it?
8: I don't think there's a clear-cut yeah. solution. Um, you know, you you got to be you in the classroom. Mm-hmm. That's number one. Don't go out there and be uh, a fake you got to know your subject pretty well. If you don't know your subject, uh, I think the kids can see through that. I mean, if you ever seen a substitute comes in and tries to do that.
1: Uh,
8: all right, we see what you're doing. It's not working. All right, move on to the next class kind of deal. You know what I mean? So, again, being real, being related to, being able to relate to the kids. Um, I always say that for some reason, like, I don't know if kids love me or not. That's cool, but... Uh, if I have a kid that is not having a good home life or something like that, or anything, they, they draw to me for some reason. I don't know why. Um, maybe I, I'm keeping it real with them. Maybe it's for the fact that I relate with them some way, but at the end of the day, you know, they keep on coming back. And you're not going to get everyone. I think that if you're a teacher, you got to realize that your, your goal is to try to get to everybody and try to become the best that they can. And hopefully they have, you know, making wise decisions, whether it's in phys ed or health or whatever else that they're going to do. Um... But you're not going to get everybody. If you are, great. That's a really statistic I've never, ever seen. <laughs> right. But at the end of the day, again, you have to be you. And, and hopefully what you transfer to them comes to them. And, and they you know move forward from that.
0: I almost think those were words of wisdom that,
8: Those well. were the words
1: uh, of wisdom. So i yeah. got to get the heck out of this. <laughs> You were great. Well, Thank we you appreciate so much. Oh, that's
8: it? That's, I'm not, oh, I, yeah. that was your number seven yeah. right there. Those were the words of wisdom. Yeah,
1: so, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You All have right. completed the assignment. I complete the assignment. Yeah. Thank you. It's fantastic. Great A's. Freaking Let's testing. go Rams, right? Oh wow! That's Southern Regional. Wow, I'm surprised you, got, that do you, you coach. That one. Do you coach? I do coach. Yeah, what are you coaching?
8: Um, right now, I only coach uh, boys' tennis. Okay. Yeah, it's great. It's fun.
1: Only yeah. boys' only. tennis sounds good to me. That's great. Yeah. yeah.
8: yeah. Wow. Well, They've it's just got another group t- just to be a part tremendous of tremendous know.
0: athletic program uh, at school.
1: Oh, at absolutely.
8: School, right? It yeah. doesn't matter what sport it is. You know, I was a
0: volleyball coach. We always wanted to beat you guys. Yeah, That's so right.
8: was. That probably never happened. Coach Maxwell, that's a little shout-out to you, buddy. Uh,
0: we actually did once, <laughs> and it was a great day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Coach Maxwell, but he knows me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well,
8: we appreciate Good you self. coming Thank on. Thank you so much. Enjoy, Enjoy the God. rest of appreciate the show. It. You're awesome. Yeah. Thank you.
0: And just like that, we're back at the 100th anniversary of the New Jersey AFRD. We're sitting with Sophia.
9: Yay. Hey. What's your last name?
0: Capparelli. And where are you teaching right now? Closer in New Jersey. And uh, what what grade levels are you working with? Kindergarten through fourth grade. <gasps> nice. All oh,
9: the little kids. guys. Yeah. Oh. Lots
0: of energy, huh?
9: Oh, so much. <laughs> How wonderful. I love it.
1: My, wa- my wife's a first grade teacher. It's like not, and I have a first grader and a fourth grader. It's crazy. They're fun. God bless They're you. They're fun. You, yeah. make
9: a, you can make a game up out of anything. Like whatever movie comes out, I'll just make a game <laughs> to go along with the movie. <laughs> And they like, think it's the coolest thing ever. Because so. lo- <laughs>
0: you're probably a great teacher. How long have you been teaching? Ten years. Ten years? This is No, mm-hmm. you're 11. Whew, this is 11. <gasps> see? They go oh, by. My God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you. After, after you hit a decade, it's just they all blend together. <laughs> so we have a couple questions we've been asking sure. some of the teachers at this 100th anniversary of the New Jersey AFERD. And one of the things we're asking is, right now, you're, you know, you're in the trenches. What do you see working in you know, with, As far as physical in, education? What's yeah. working either for you or for teachers in general that you've noticed?
9: <sighs> I think a lot, like, we, we all work together. Like, there's so many um, resources out there, mm-hmm. especially for PE. I just find, like, that the PE teachers in general are so helpful to, towards one mm-hmm. another. Like, you could email someone, you have no idea who they are, whether it's, like, Facebook groups. I mean, uh-huh. seriously, the elementary PE Facebook group, I get like daily ideas from. So I think what works is that we're so willing to share what works for everybody. So
0: that's that awesome. I, I think that's that
9: really helps a lot. It's right. crazy how much I'm, this Facebook group I get from. Like, how many ideas can anyone
0: join that now? Yeah, that yeah, okay.
9: Yeah, it's a public group and you can join, teachers just share ideas or you can ask a question and like you get so that's many responses.
0: Awesome. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Awesome,
1: and that is neat, and it's a, you yeah. know it, it, in in teaching itself, it's a tight community, right? The PE health teachers, Absolutely. you know, obviously we're at a convention for you know just that, and and it's a tight group, and and across the country, it's good to know that there's support
0: for teachers out oh, there. Yeah, yeah, Absolutely. interesting, very interesting. So with that said, what do you see? not working or what's struggling right now
9: i guess the fact that kids don't do as much outside of school and then they come to school and like they'll move around for a few minutes and they're so tired and keeping that motivation for them to go outside of school you know i have them and then what they do when they leave is up to them so trying to make sure that they understand that keeping that after they're not here anymore is so important so I'd say probably the lack of activity outside of school, and
1: so, and a constant theme yeah. from what we've done yeah. today yeah, that, and what we're hearing. it shows.
9: I mean, and they say it too. They're like, "Oh, I just I go home and I do puzzles, like literally puzzles." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, which is great, but you know, go run around a little bit,
3: right? Just a little bit."
1: So, so with I that, think, what what is the solution to that? Is it... Just keep, um,
9: like, we never stop. We never stop trying to get them to love to move, like, just love to move or have things for them to do. Oh, hey, you can do this at home. Here's, maybe we're playing a tag game. Obviously, you can't play tag at home, but this is what you could do at home. So, like, constantly just doing little sidebars of how they can do this outside of school.
0: Cool. Very interesting. Any words of wisdom that you have as a teacher or to give to everyone? As
9: a teacher, just... Have fun. I mean, if once I stop having fun, the kids stop having fun. So just make make it fun for you. How many how many people I know hate their job, and I say I love mine. So, I don't know. I'm lucky.
1: That's a beautiful She's awesome. You know, I love it. it. Absolutely. Sophia, keeping it simple and have fun. My gosh. In life and in school and in work and everything Thanks that we're doing. Pick for
9: a reason. Have fun. <laughs> I it's mean. beautiful. Thanks. Thank
1: you so much, Sophia. Oh, Appreciate you coming on with us. Thank you.
0: You're welcome. And we're back at the 100th anniversary of the New Jersey 8th bird. And we got some great teachers with us. Tell us, who uh, who are you right now?
10: Kristen DiTomaso from Perth Amboy High School.
11: And Mike Stankovitz from Perth Amboy South Campus.
0: Well, welcome. And um, we've been talking to a lot of teachers today. And there's some things that we want to kind of figure out. Number one, how long have you been teaching?
10: This is my 11th
0: year. 11th?
11: And this is my 7th year.
0: Okay. So, a little under a decade. Once you get the decade, it's just it all blends together after that. <laughs> so, what um I guess our questions are right now, you know, you're in the trenches, what do you see out there that is just not working? Anything not working? And then we're going to talk about working.
10: I think the discipline of kids, like disciplining them or administration maybe being scared of percentages and not wanting to either suspend kids that should be suspended or pass fail rates and there's more pressure on us to pass kids when maybe they shouldn't or give them a grade that they shouldn't deserve and then the kids start feeling entitled and then that leads to a couple of dis- like more discipline problems.
11: I would definitely agree with the entitlement portion. The kids feel like they're entitled to everything, and they know that they can't get in trouble for much that's going on, mm-hmm. uh, and they take full advantage of it.
1: And that affects participation and just... Uh,
11: all aspects. yeah, all yeah. aspects. Yeah.
10: I think cell phones are a big problem, too, that kids are have access to their phones all day, and they're on their phones all day, and they want to be on their phones. They don't want to do anything else but be on the phones, even in regular classrooms.
11: Yeah, so I mean, that's part of what's not working. is mean, They're so used to all the technology and whatnot and we're trying to limit the amount of technology to an extent. Um, we're trying to say, no, put down the cell phone and listen to us, and it can't be old school in that sense. Yeah. So what's the solution to this? It's the million dollar question. Yeah. Trying to integrate technology a little bit more and get younger teachers involved, I think, that know how to use social media, how to use the phone in the classroom, so we can incorporate it instead of telling them to put it down.
10: I think support, too, from other teachers and other administrators and... Trying new things just to so that the kids don't get bored because the more activities that you do, they'll come in and be like, oh, we're playing volleyball again. But if you change it up every day, they'll be like, oh, okay, this is cool. I don't know what I'm walking into today. Yeah,
11: definitely keeping it new. Um, a lot of times what we see is our kids come in and reintroduce a new activity and they all hate it and want to talk crap about it. Mm-hmm. But then when it really comes down to it and we get them to participate, they love it and they come in looking to do it the next day. So keeping it interesting, always something new.
10: And they like structure. They like when activities are structured instead of, like, in high school it's hard to teach lessons because they just want to play. They just want to basketball or they just want to play volleyball. But when they have the structure, they're like, oh, this is actually fun. I don't just want to basketball and go play.
11: Yeah, like I'm at the freshman academy, so I get the kids earlier. um, And we have a lot of structure. It's a smaller setting. And then they go over to the high school where it's a little bit more free reign. There's a lot more going on. And I hear all the time, the kids come back and they're like, oh, we wish we were back at the Freshman Academy. You know, there's more structure. We knew what we were doing. We had a set curriculum kind of thing.
1: That's an interesting breakdown that you keep saying, the Freshman Academy. How, how does the school actually work? How is it divide, How is it broken up?
11: So we would have our middle school uh, is a 5 through 8. And then after they get out of 8th grade, they come over to what's known as the Freshman Academy. We actually have two of them, mm-hmm. East Campus as well as South Campus we can't house everybody in one building right our population is just way too large um, so they go through the freshman year and they think our school district seems to think that by having that freshman academy it's a very important time of the year um, or a very important time in their lives and it's going to make them excel and be ready for high school being 10 through 12. I actually disagree I feel as though their head honcho is in eighth grade uh, then they come over as freshmen and there's no one above them. Not that there should be any type of bullying going on, but you should kind of be a little bit afraid to walk in your freshman year. That's part of high school. It um, kind of puts kids in line.
0: So they're truly separated in they're their freshman year. They're yeah. completely separated. Stuff I've taught in houses and freshmen and in academies, but they've always still been in the same building. Yeah.
11: yeah. yeah. No, but this is, is not. Interesting.
10: Our okay. fifth graders are separated from the sixth through eighth. They're in a separate building that's across the street from the middle school. And they get like for recess, they'll get walked across the street and they'll go play recess, then head back. And then the freshmen are at the two different campuses. And then we've seen a lot of fights between the sophomores when they come to the main campus because they've had like eighth grade and then freshmen by themselves, and now they're in this school with 10, 11, 12 year olds. Little, grade, little and fish, yeah, yeah, yeah. little yeah. fish, big <laughs> pond. And when you have 2,500 kids in one school, wow, yeah, yeah. it's gonna happen. And wow. the real rough
11: part with having the freshmen, like, we learn who they are as people by the time they're, you know, in June or so, we figure it out, and then they're off. We never see them again. So they don't gain the relationship with the teachers that will help them wow. carry throughout the high school.
10: Or if they connected with the teacher, they're not going to see them again. And yeah. sometimes that's important for a kid mm-hmm. to be able to see a face again or when they're in high school. It's
1: a one-and-done situation. You
11: know, yeah. They're going to they're Which, gonna just, Yeah. It's good and bad because I mean, yeah, I if, it, if it goes poorly, then all right, they're gone. We start over f- fresh the next year. We get them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so coming what, your way.
0: With with that said, what is working? What do you see is working? What what bright spots are are out there? You right definitely now?
1: said structure.
10: Structure. I mean, when we do get PD, that's phys ed oriented. There's things that we can apply in our classrooms, but everybody has to be on board. There's 13 of us at the high school. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of different personalities teaching, a lot of older ways, a lot of newer ways. So it's just being able to balance that. And if that can work, then you'll have a good phys ed department.
11: Yeah, just keeping the kids moving, really. Mm-hmm. Um, can't sit and lecture them for very long at all. Attention spans are very limited. So if we can keep them moving and not have too many instructions, that seems to work. Yeah. Alright, awesome. good advice
1: Love it let's, uh, let's finish off with some words of wisdom for you What do you got for, uh, for, the, for the educators out there Or you know anybody, our listeners that might be hearing this Or have some kids that are in school And some things that maybe they can do What do you say?
10: Don't be afraid to try new things every, Like every school that I've taught at People have said, oh, this won't work, that won't work This won't work And I've gone out and tried it And it doesn't matter if you fail The kids are still going to move They're not going to know you failed you might and then you figure out a way to fix it so i've always been a believer in try it you can fix it it's not broken
11: yeah i'd agree with that you will get a lot of older teachers that are going to tell you you can't do something just because they tried it and it didn't work doesn't mean it's not going to work for you so don't follow suit in what they're doing try to do something on your own um you know don't try to reinvent the wheel by any means but try something new every now and again uh it's, how I love wow. it I love it awesome
1: well thank you so much for coming on guys and uh, we'll, we'll
0: uh, keep inspiring our youth yeah <laughs> that's it we'll let you get back We're to trying. that <laughs> thank, <laughs> you're thank you're you thank
10: you